0: Good evening and welcome once again to another episode of the Friday Night Parkdale Special. I'm your host, Joyrider, coming to you live from the dollhouse in downtown Toronto with my feline co-hosts Chatty G, Silent Shay, and Floofmaster Toby. And this is episode 105. And that's G. Back in December, we took a listen to some yacht rock and talked about what that means and where it comes from. I also mentioned that there was a similar genre out of Japan called city pop, and I said I was going to add it to my scratch pad. it I did, and four months later, here we are! Because it's been a minute, let me take a second to refresh your memory on the specifics of Yacht Rock. In essence, it's CHFI, yuppie-humpin', easy listening soft rock, but it didn't get the name Yacht Rock until 2005. Yacht Rock includes such bands as Toto, Hall & Oates, and the Doobie Brothers, with its roots and sounds like what the Beach Boys kicked off in the late 60s. This is how we got on to Pet Sounds and the whole mini-series of concept albums. Yacht Rock tends to start around the early 70s and fades out by the mid-80s at the latest cultural zeitgeist played a role in the sound of japan just as much as it did in the states but similarly to the second part of the godfather movies one was rising in stature as the other was falling where the polished high production sound of Yacht Rock was rooted in escapism in the US, there was a more aspirational element to it in Japan. Their economy was booming during this time in stark contrast to the 70s in the US with the gas crisis and falling unemployment during the recession in the first half of the decade. Japan was finally in a position to get a taste of luxury, and that was reflected in the music. Some things are the same from one side of the globe to the other. High production value jazz and R&B influences, use of electric piano, complex and wry lyrics, lyrics about being heartbroken, and you gotta keep it smooth, keep it light, even when the sentiment turns sad, and always keep it catchy. For all of those commonalities, while Japan was influenced by the West, city pop is very much its own thing. For example, some artists would incorporate traditional instruments into their sound, making it very much their own. As well, City Pop has more funk and disco elements in it than Yacht Rock, in its strictest definition. And City Pop has not only continued to the present day, finding its way into hip-hop tracks by Lil B and Tyler, the Creator, it's also been a jumping-off point for genres like vaporwave It's also had a resurgence in recent years due to uh, TikTok and YouTube viral videos, and it had a very big impact on J-pop. That's why I posted that Katamari Damacy image earlier this week. Fans of the game will undoubtedly hear the similarities I did between the game soundtracks of the mid-aughts and the material we're going to listen to tonight. So I don't know if you're excited, but I sure am. Let's get started, shall we? Just kidding, I had to. Up first, we've got one from Aichi Otaki, who started out in one of the most influential bands in Japan named Happy End. This song reminds me a lot of Seals and Croft Summer Breeze, which also came out in 1972. From Aichi Otaki, this is Ubikiri, which translates to Pinky Swear. Next we have one from sibling duo Bread and Butter who formed in 1969. This from 1974 is Bread and Butter's Pink Shadow. next we have one from 1975 from the band Sugar Babe and Sugar Babe was actually produced by Aichi Otaki who we heard from earlier and the members of this band we'll hear from them again they each went on to do their own thing and all had long and productive solo careers Aichi Otaki was compared by one reviewer as being like Phil Spector, Brian Wilson, and George Martin all in one person. And if you know the wall of sound that Phil Spector was known for and the kind of lush soundscapes that Brian Wilson created, you'll hear exactly what that reviewer meant. From Sugar Babe, this is Downtown. mentioned that Sugar Babe split up, and once the two members went out on their own, it was Taiko Unuki and Tatsuro Yamashita, and each of them had their solo careers, and they rejoined for a brief collaboration in 1976. First, let's listen to one from Tatsuro Yamashita entitled Circus Town.
1: it's got
0: by now that city pop artists will sing in both English and Japanese, and that's not the only language that they will sing in. The other member of Sugar Babe, Taiko Onuki, she also sang in French from her 1976 album, Grey Skies. This next song had Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney's Ebony and Ivory stuck in my head all week. This is Taiko Onuki's Machi. another one from Taiko Onuki's album Grey Skies from 1976. This is One's Love. to front load the show with the sugar babes but it just kind of happened that way up next from tatsuro yamashita from his 1977 album spacey this song is called dancer Next we have one from Kimiko Kasai who actually got her start in jazz. She started with her first album in 1968 and was a performer in jazz clubs at the time. Then in 1970 she put out an album called Just Friends. The year after that she was the voice of the Cup Noodles ad jingle and from there it sort of took off. She's worked with people like Herbie Hancock, and although she retired from performing in the 1980s, she did continue to record albums up till 1990. From her 1977 album, this is Kimiko Kasai's Vibration, Love Celebration. you next artist up I wasn't able to find out a ton. Her name is Nanako Sato and she was born in Tokyo in 1955 and she's also a photographer from her 1977 album. This is Nanako Sato's subterranean futari bochi. Chi Junko Ohashi got her start as a soul singer, but she was also a DJ in the 60s, and in 74 she made her debut with an album called Feeling Now. She had a couple of big singles throughout the 70s and into the 80s. And while I'm not going to be playing one of the biggest hits, it's definitely emblematic of her style. This from 1977 is Rainy Saturday and Coffee Break. Thank you We have one from Tomoko Osorio, who was in a couple of groups before she went out on her own. She, too, was born in the 50s. And from her 1977 album titled City Lights by the Moonlight, this is I Say Who. (laughs) band Up actually started out with the name Sadistic Mika Band in 1972, and the name was a play on the Plastic Ono Band. Later on, when they got more popular in the West, they shortened it to The Sadistics, and from their self-titled 1977 album, this is The Sadistics' The Tokyo Taste.
2: A I'm the creep, it's the Tokyo taste, I'm blazed, can't stand the pace, don't waste, a case of the Tokyo taste. Fine flirts, love so loose, high class charm,
1: fox it out.
0: Our next artist is actually the grandson of a survivor from the Titanic, and he was also a member of the band Happy End with Aichi Otaki, who we heard from earlier. When they all went out on their own, he began working on soundtracks and electronic ambient along the lines of Brian Eno, very much contemporaries. And He ended up doing an instrumental album with Shigeru Suzuki and Tetsuro Yamashita, and where a lot of his other work sounded more like Brian Eno and even a little like Giorgio Moroder, actually, the album Pacific is a lot more like instrumental city pop. And I feel pretty certain there is going to be a Japanese techno show coming up, so we'll hear from him again. Don't you worry. This is Haruomi Hosono. Shigeru Suzuki and Tatsuro Yamashita and their song Coral Reef. Next we have another from Taiko Onuki. This one is from her 1978 album, Mignon, and the title of the song translates to The Sea and a Boy. From Taiko Onuki, this is Umito Shoyonan. i Kazumi Toyoshima is another artist I wasn't able to find out a ton about. But this next song came from her second album, which came out in April of 1979, and was called "Tomodoy Twilight. And the title track was actually sampled by Young Jeezy in his track Seen It All. This track that we're going to be listening to now is from her 1979 album. It's called machibuke, which translates to waiting in vain.
3: I've the
0: songs are named as exemplars of the genre, and I was listening to a podcast this afternoon hosted by Vulture, and they had a guest on who was actually a musicologist from Pitchfork. And I'm going to have to link that episode in the show notes because it was fantastic. It gave me a lot of context and background. Their work adds nuance and a depth that I can't really get into in this show. So if you want to find out more about the genre, I highly recommend that episode. Up next, from Miki Matsubara, this is from 1980, her big hit track called Stay With Me. Next we have another one by Ichi Otaki, and this one is from his 1981 album called A Long Vacation. And this album featured support from all of his previous bandmates in Happy End, including Takashi Matsumoto and Harumi Hosono. And it's interesting, I mentioned in a previous segment speaking about Aichi Otaki that he was very similar in some ways to Phil Spector and The Wall of Sound and Brian Wilson as well. One producer that I didn't mention him being aligned with is Joe Meek who was actually responsible for the space age pop sound and I didn't intend for there to be so many threads crossing over within this episode to previous episodes but You know, it seems the more I do this show, the more I see that happening. Nothing happens in a vacuum. And as the world has become more globalized, music has followed suit. And as a result, there's a cross-pollination of ideas from one side of the planet to the other. And for all of the bad that globalization has done, I think that the sharing of musical styles and influences is not one of those bad things. One always has to be careful of that fine line between appreciation and appropriation, but that's a larger discussion that's well outside the scope of this particular episode. So from 1981's A Long Vacation by Aichi Otaki, this next song seems to evoke a bit of Captain and Neil, Neil Sedaka, Love Will Keep Us Together. This from Aichi Otaki is the song Velvet Motel. Next we have one from Henri, who started her career in 1978 with the album Apricot Jam and put out a couple more albums before this next one, which came out in 1982. She also ended up having a song called Cat's Eye, which was the theme song for an anime series. Uh, I think it came out in 1983, but from 1982. This is Henri's Last Summer Whisper. Next we have another from Tatsuro Yamashita. This one is from his sixth studio album called For You, which came out in 1982. And this song, very much in keeping with the yacht rock themes of beachiness, this is Loveland Island. next artist is another who got his start playing jazz. He is a multi-instrumentalist, or was a multi-instrumentalist, and he was very active throughout the late 70s and 80s, and this is from his fourth album called Awakening. This is Hiroshi Sato, and the song is called Say Goodbye. Up next we have another song from a former member of Sugar Babe, this time it's Kunio Muromatsu from his 1983 album called Green Water. This is Katerina. Next up we have one from Yumi Murata, who was born in Tokyo and started out as a singer but shifted to being a vocal coach in the early 80s and has her own training room since 1991. This song title, I haven't been able to figure out if it's supposed to be a Japanese word, but in Hindi, the word kanpu, which is the title of the song, means camp. This song was actually the b-side to a 1983 single called Pigtail. This is (laughs) Kanpoo. Like I said, there are a lot of genres that overlap with city pop that don't overlap with yacht rock. There are elements of rock, for example, like we heard in that last one, that are much more prominent in city pop than in yacht rock. Up next we have one from Maria Takeuchi and she started her career in 1978 and ended up having a number of albums released and written by people like Haruomi Hosono and actually some members of Toto, speaking of a crossover with Yacht Rock. And she took a break in 1981 and ended up marrying Tatsuro Yamashita. And he ended up producing her next album, which came out in 1984. It was called Variety and this next track was the one that saw a resurgence of interest in city pop in the late 2010s when a remix was posted to YouTube, and then people started posting, as I mentioned, uh, videos to TikTok of their moms listening to City Pop, and uh, to quote the the podcast I was listening to earlier, showing their moms like they're singing karaoke and, and generally reliving their youth in a way that allowed people to enjoy it through their eyes. So from Maria Takeuchi, this is Plastic Love. To the last three tracks of the night, friends, and our next one up is from Tetsuji Hayashi. And he started his musical career in the early 70s, but he put out most of his albums in the 80s and is credited with the surge in the J-pop movement. From his fourth album, which came out in 1986, called Nine Stories, Longtime Romance, this is Tatsuji Hayashi's song Hidari Mune no Seza," which I believe translates to Constellation of the Heart.
2: So young
0: Our second last artist for the night is Yasuko Ogawa and she in the 80s had a very versatile look. There were moments where she would project a Grace Jones kind of feel or in another be Glenn Close or in another Lauren Bacall or in yet another Debbie Gibson. One of her big singles from 1986 was uh, 7-inch, with one side being LA Nights and the B-side being New York Afternoons. From that single, this is Yasuko Ogawa's LA Nights. Our last track for the night is by Tatsuro Yamashita, who we've heard from multiple times this evening. There's a reason why he's dubbed the King of City Pop. This is from his 2011 album called Ray of Hope, and I want to mention he actually has another album coming out this June called Softly. So, if you are enjoying what you're hearing, keep an eye out for that. But for now, From 2011, from Tatsuro Yamashita, this is Never Grow Old. if you like that stuff, by all means, check out Light in the Attic Records. They are doing a lot of re-releases of old City Pop stuff in compilation form. And as well, I will be sure to link the episode of the podcast called Switched on Pop from Vulture Records, which features Kat Zhang as a guest from Pitchfork. And they go into a great detail about the history of City Pop. But for now, that's our show for tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to have you share some of your week with me. If you'd like to support the show, go to the fnps.com. All the social media links are at the top right, including my coffee link and the show's Patreon link. Patrons get access to my scratch pad as well as early notice of bonus shows, some fun merch, and access to the private brown bag Wednesday stream once I figure out the technical issues. Whether short-term or long-term support, your coins help me pay for hosting, streaming, and new tunes to keep the show both on the air and fresh. There's a suggestion box on the site, so if you have show ideas, drop them in there. I look forward to hearing them. I really do. As always, be well and stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one.